Welcome back, everybody, to the Stark Wars podcast. Today we are recapping episodes 4, 5, and 6 of Star Wars Visions with spoilers and everything. So if you haven't seen those, I would go watch them now. Um, they're very good. So, And look, I was, I was actually a little concerned today. I didn't think Tommy was going to show up. There was just a robot here. But turns out Tommy was inside the robot. Tommy, how's it going? I was going to say, I'm glad you arrived, uh, got my message. I sent out a message to all the podcasters out there. And I said, come, come to my podcast. Uh, anyone can come in and I'll give you a lightsaber, uh, which is really just a microphone that we got introduced to last week. Uh, we'll use that to uh, podcast now. Yes. And Tommy, we have a guest today. Um, this is this is somebody a very good friend of mine from uh, Tommy. We you and I met online. Believe it or not, I meet people in person too. Um, we're here with Luke McGee. Luke, how are you? Hey, how's it going, guys? Thank you so much for having me on the show today. Uh, yeah, well, we're I've, glad I've, to have you, Luke. I want to yeah. give you the chance to like uh, just uh, like introduce yourself, tell people what you're about, and uh, I don't tell us what you think of Star Wars Visions too. So really, I'm all about anime and Star Wars. So this is like. A dream come true for me i i've been i've been watching anime as long as i've been watching star wars so like when i heard this news i was like oh my god and then to to, to see some of these studios what, what they could bring to the table it's it's really been awesome yeah and uh i think uh, uh tommy i don't know correct me if i'm wrong here um i would say this week uh i, I haven't watched ahead yet i i'm staying in tune with the podcast here but i would say this week was just as good as last week well uh, I think so too, and I think I may even go higher and say on an even keel, all three of these episodes are higher than all three of the episodes from last week. Ooh, Luke, what do you think about that? Because I know, I know, we I've talked to you a little bit. I know you love uh, specifically the Ninth Jedi. Um, yes. So uh, I guess out of like the the first six episodes thus far, give us like your top two. Okay, so my top two would be. Uh, the Ninth Jedi is as number one out of the whole series, honestly, for me. Um, and I like I I know there's like a lot of controversy, but I really like the twins. You know, it, it was weird. I'm I'm just I'm just a fanboy for that studio and that director. So, well, here's the thing about um, the twins and some of this stuff too is like um, I, I really do appreciate like them kind of like embracing like the anime genre, because there's a lot of things that we would see in anime that you would never see in Star Wars. And they don't really sacrifice what it means to be anime to do a Star Wars show. So yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but Luke, you mentioned, you mentioned uh, again, you, you're, you're our anime guy here, you know, Tommy uh -huh. and I aren't, aren't really into it. Um, <laughs> but you mentioned like some of these studios. So could you tell us anything about the studios that, um that we're we're looking at here today yeah absolutely so the village bride uh they're uh they're a cinema citrus and they uh did the rising of the shield hero which is on crunchyroll it's kind of like an mmo uh anime i don't i'm not sure if you guys but uh would like that but um they haven't done too many things but it, the, 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 this this was pretty good i it was, it was very vibrant and i liked it um, the Ninth Jedi is a uh, pr uh, production IG, and they've done Ghost in a Shell, Attack on Titan, uh, ha uh, Haiku. And then we have uh, POV1, which is uh, Science Saru. 
Now, this studio is one of my favorites. They, they do uh, Devil, Ma- Devil Man Crybaby and Lou Over the Wall, and they do they did a couple of episodes of, of Adventure Time. I know Michael Michael was telling me that, uh, Tommy, you, you liked Adventure Time. Big yeah, fan of Adventure Time. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, no, that is. Um, so, well, let's go ahead. Let's hop into The Village Bride here. And, you know, The Village Bride, I, I watched these episodes twice. And I wasn't sure what to make of it the first time. The second time, I think it's probably uh, my third favorite thus far. Um, I really like The Village Bride. Um, it gives me vibes. And maybe this is just like because I haven't seen a lot of anime. Like the most anime I've seen is Studio Ghibli. So um, <laughs> the best thing I can compare The Village Bride to is Studio Ghibli. Because Studio Ghibli does some like crazy stuff when it comes to like uh, almost like spirituality and nature yeah. and like like crazy stuff like that. And I felt like there was a lot of that in this. Uh, Tommy, what do you think of the village bride? I liked it. Uh, it is not as high for me. It's middle of the road for me in the sense that I thought uh, lots of fun visuals in the story was good, but it uh, lost me a little bit more than like the nine Jedi, which we'll be talking about. Like I thought that story was more concrete. This story was all over the place sometimes for me. And I feel like, I was spending more time trying to dissect the story and uh, not as much time like actually focusing on what I was watching because I was still trying to figure it out. Yeah, what I about feel, you, Luke? Uh, yeah, I, I kind of I kind of feel the same way as Tommy. Um, the visuals are really good. I feel like they uh, they didn't spend enough time with some of the characters, so it's like the the stakes weren't as high. But I thought it, one, one thing I thought was cool was. We get to see the separatists come back, and uh, we get a little of uh, Clone Wars droid humor. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> I know love you like that. We take a whole episode of it. <laughs> just, my, my eyes rolled a little bit when the when the droid said, "Oh no!" And <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, "Okay," <laughs> but they added that. <laughs> I, I think that's a cool part of the show. Is like you're kind of thrown into a, like like just a story right and and like the entire time tommy like you said you're trying to like dissect like what like first of all where are we in the star wars universe like what's going on here like what is the status of the jedi for instance um and you kind of like have to spend the entire episode figuring that out and i do again i think that's why i like this better on a rewatch because i wasn't really trying to grasp that kind of stuff i kind of had it all figured out so again we kind of get we get the story of um, the separatists, right, and, and how these raiders had like taken over the droids, and that kind of tells us, and, and as well as the fact that this Jedi is trying to like stay low key. I think it's safe to assume this is post Revenge of the Sith during like Order sixty six times. So, um, yeah, I, I I liked all this. Yeah, it's it's kind of like what I said last week. Uh, they're doing it perfect with this series of. Star Wars is not the Skywalker. Star Wars is not just that saga. They're utilizing the world of Star Wars so clever, uh, cleverly in in the show. And uh, yeah, even with this, even though I'm down on this episode, I did like that we just it was a just a small village, you know, just a random village in the Star Wars world that we got to see into, but it necessarily isn't like gonna make or break the universe. It's not going to destroy. We don't have Death Stars everywhere. That's okay. Now, uh, was that ship 
that the uh, separatists were using was that a was that a Millennium Falcon? It, it I, looked. I, it I, I was like the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like at like at first glance, I definitely thought it was. It is not. I mean, it's definitely not the same ship, but it makes yeah. me wonder if it's in the family of same ships. model. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Same, same and I love him. that random bad guy that sh- that was running that ship. I uh, okay. I might be completely wrong, so I'm gonna say this: was the voice actor for him the random separatist? Was this George uh, Takeo? Like it sounded like him, to be honest. Uh, we're gonna have to do some googling. Yeah, I don't actually don't know one. any of the voice actors in any of uh, any of these episodes. So the the, um, the girl sounded familiar, but uh, that's about it for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the girl in the next one that sounds very familiar to me. She, I think, she plays. She's also the voice actress in Digimon, and I love. Digimon. Oh, oh yeah. really? That's yeah, awesome. I'm, I love Digimon as well. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, look, so I, I'll, I'll say this. Another thing that I really liked about uh, this episode was uh, you mentioned, like, there's a lot of cool aesthetics, and both of our, like, main characters or, like, these hero characters have, like, really cool masks. Like, the dude has, like, this, like, helmet we later finds out is, like, a rocket or whatever, Yeah, it, which is kind of weird. But then the Jedi has, like, she's wearing, like, a, a K95 uh, COVID mask. <laughs> I was like, dude, I want that, like, the next time I go grocery shopping. I've liked them studying these, like, these Jedi that are, like, we haven't seen any, any Jedi, like, when Jedi were strong. It's all these almost, like, uh, down on their luck, you know, deserted members of the Jedi Order. And, like, that's cool. That's always been a fun time to study in Star Wars lore. Yes, so... Uh... Uh, yeah, that's uh, it's something to track here uh, throughout all the episodes. Um, Luke, I want to ask you, like, again, they talk about, so we come to this planet, and, like, I guess they're not, they seem pretty isolated from the rest of the galaxy, and that, like, they don't really understand what the Force is. They call it the Majina, and it's very much, like, connected to nature and the planet. Um, I, I don't know, is that, does that seem like a, a typical anime trend? Uh, not not real. I mean, honestly, maybe in in like Studio Ghibli films, it it is a thing because I felt like the planet had the force. You know what I mean? Like they they all touch the rock, and then you see like the whole village go with this blue aura. So uh, I I thought that was a kind of a cool take on the force because it's like one with nature, one with everything, kind of thing. Well, yeah, we hear throughout like the like all of the TV shows and all the movies, like they're always the force is everywhere. The force is in everything. It's in it's on all people, and like we don't actually ever see that manifest. So it is cool. Like this is like the episode where it's like, hey, look, like inanimate objects can contain the force. And yeah, it was very so. cool to see that. Force is everywhere, Michael. Watch the, the out! Force is everywhere. Yes. The force is in the rocks. <laughs> um. So another like big highlight of this episode, um, which I found interesting, was we get the reveal of this lightsaber at the end. I know Tommy, we've been tracking like the different lightsabers. This was like a like a it's like a samurai sword, like it's a flat lightsaber, and it's yellow, which um, basically according to Wikipedia means that that person's a sentinel, means Ooh. they're like a, a Jedi scholar more so than like a guardian. So there's that. We also saw like it kind of looked lightsaber esque, like the hilt of it uh, in the beginning, and it like popped out, and there's all this like little technical devices where like popping out. This little scientist guy had one. <laughs> but 
wasn't necessarily a lightsaber, but it looked like one. Yes, yes. So um, I, I don't have a whole lot more to say on this episode. I, I really did. Like, I thought it was like, it was a very peaceful episode, right? Like, uh, again, it's very pretty, like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Tom, anything else from you about the Village Bride? Nope. It was nice. All right, let's move on to the banger, boys, because oh, yeah. the Ninth Jedi, um, this one's wild. Uh, Tommy, I know Luke's high on it. I'm high on it. What do you think of the Ninth Jedi? Best episode by far, so far. <laughs> it was so good. I could have watched a whole two-hour movie of this episode. Like, if you talk about Studio Ghibli. This felt Studio Ghibli. Me. You had so many... I've, I've complained about some of these because they're shorter. Their stories are, are too big for the episode, and I can't fit it all in. This did not have that issue. Every plot point, every arc they put in here had payout in the episode. Um, I thought that... Like it really showed like her journey, the the saber saberman's uh, daughter. I could have watched a whole movie on her, like going through that. That's the thing, Tommy. That's my complaint is I didn't want this episode to end. Like I felt like it just got good. Like we finally got like our gang of uh, Jedi's together, and like I want to see more of that. Um, Luke, uh, what what are your tell us your overall thoughts on this? Uh, I really enjoyed this uh, this episode, and this is one of my favorite studios because they they did Attack on Titan, Michael, which I've gotten you to watch the first season of, and and you and you like that, and I feel like the it was just so crisp, and the story was there, and I I, I just uh, I loved it overall, and also did did you guys think that the who was the was it the 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 the, 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 the guy in the robot suit. Did you guys think he was a Sith at first? Because I, 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 that's the vibe I was like picking up. I don't know if I got that he was Sith. Uh, I definitely didn't trust him as much as the show wanted me to trust him right away. Um, but I'll tell you the one thing from this episode. I really hope that Star Wars takes from this is that the crystals are just crystals and the color comes from you. I love that they could shift the color. And I thought that was such a cool uh, uh, adaptation to that. And like when you see the guy's lightsaber, he's in mid-battle and you see it start to turn purple because he's like questioning how much he wants to be on the bad side. Like I thought that was so good and such a, a great way to like show up to us that they were all sits right away. It was very clever. Yeah, and how Kara, she was not, like, she originally touched that lightsaber and it was like blank. And then later on it turns green. And I thought, yeah, again, it was just like uh, storytelling. And, like it, it tells you where the characters are at through the colors of their lightsaber, which is really cool. Do you guys think they could, they could add this element into Star Wars? I, I thought that idea was so cool that like your your the your force is attuned with those these crystals and, and the length and can change depending on like anything. Well, here's the thing, because cool. like I don't. Like, this makes me a bad Star Wars fan, right? Because I don't understand how crystals work now in the current canon. Because this has been explored in Clone Wars before already. And, like, it doesn't... uh, It's not clear. Nothing is clear about kyber crystals. There's no no book that, like, breaks down exactly how this stuff works. Um, This isn't the first time we've seen something like this. Um, So I, I... I don't like I. I'm confused. I'm yeah, confused. I, that's all I got. I we thought. Always... Oh, so, sorry. You go ahead. 
we've never seen it this quickly. Like, like I think what Michael you said, like we've seen characters have arcs where like they change and then their lightsabers change because now they're on the good side. But I just like how quickly it was like it was just like go up the the lightsaber and it would, they would quickly change their colorings. I thought it was very clever and very cool. But to answer your question, like I would be down if they like, if maybe not so much like if we had a prequel movie or something and like, that's how they worked now without any explanation. But like, if we got movies post uh, rise of Skywalker, which I believe is where this episode takes place, I would be down if that was like how they worked from now on. Um, yeah. Here, here's a, yeah. What I was just going to pitch meeting. Here we are. Get the, you know, I got the little whiteboard up. We're going to, all right, hear me out. <laughs> what if, uh, yeah. Like what you're saying, like, what if, uh, why don't we do that? <laughs> that's pitch over. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the question is like, what does the future of the Star Wars universe look like? Um, again, we did see like he was like smelting these crystals, so it was it was more of like a handmade process. Yeah. So you would have to well, have like you, some. Yeah, you gotta imagine this. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. I'm just so excited. Back to the pitch meeting. Uh, so like, I see it as like maybe there's just such few crystals. And yeah, like the crystals had to adapt. The crystals evolved, and now they're just plain old crystals. And now anyone can put their heart and soul into the crystal, and then you get your lightsaber color. Bada being bad when we solved it. That's the future. So uh, one thing that confused me was in the very beginning they they like show a picture of them grappling an asteroid with a crystal in it. I'm assuming, but it it seems like that only certain people can craft these sabers because he had like this weird setup you know he's he's like he's like pretty much a, a samurai like a legendary samurai sword you know forger so well so this is what i really liked this detail about them pulling and I, they there's nothing that tells me that this is how it happens but let me break down to you my theory about why they're pulling them from space so star killer base um was made out of the planet Ilum. And in Clone Wars, we learned that Ilum is like a massive, like, cove for kyber crystals, right? It's like where all the Jedis go to get their kyber crystals. So Starkiller Base gets blown up, which tells me that there are fragments of kyber crystals in space. Therefore, the best way of harvesting them is by, like, pulling these comets down. That's an amazing detail. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. So this is definitely after uh, the, the, the Ray saga. This is the Skywalker saga. Yes. Do you think you would like to be a, a saber maker? You think it'd be a fun job, Michael? I don't know. It's a little too. Uh, I mean, I know, like, I'm in like the construction industry as my real life, um, so it's kind of hypocritical for me to say. I don't know if I would like such a manual job. But I feel like it's so creative. Like it's like being a wand maker in Harry Potter. Yeah. Like it's like you get to add your own touches to the saber to make it perfect for your client. So I feel like that could be fun, you know? Yes. Well, Luke, you you raised a good point. Like this is like a thing that we see in in samurai movies already. Is like or, or just like in that culture altogether. Is like there is like that that like uh the, the sword legendary sword crafter yeah like in like in kill bill when, when she goes yeah. out to japan to find like the amazing sword that she wanted i, yeah. I, thought, I thought that detail was really cool yes 
I like that you made sure to say that. Luke had a very good point earlier. <laughs> on that, Michael. <laughs> You're just uh, That's a note right there. Just, yeah. just hey, that was a really good point that Luke, our guest, made. Hey, I don't uh, want to get into <laughs> We love bringing our guests into our... our uh, your, your personal beefs. Yeah. <laughs> um, another note here. We, we saw this in the Twins last week, um, but there's some breathing in space. Did you guys pick up on They were outside in space breathing. Luke, what, what do you think yeah. about this? Okay, so... I'm going. I'm going to go back to the twins real quick. Um, they were breathing in space, but the robot that was inside the spaceship was not. He was breathing normal, but when he went out into space, he had a space helmet on. No way! I didn't so I, yes. So I, I think that's just. Uh, sometimes anime does that. Like in in several of the ones that I can think of, they just throw some logic out the window, and Star Wars does that too. Uh, you know, and uh, The Last Jedi, we all remember Leia um, living through space and her eyeballs not popping out. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I, does this I, you take know. you out of it? For me, it's like, yeah, it's stupid. They're breathing in space, but I don't know. I guess I just like, I suspend my disbelief there and I'm like, I'll let it slide so we don't have to do a, a 10 minute explanation about how they got space helmets and then they had to put space helmets on and now they're in space and, and we can still hear them somehow. Um, yeah. But I agree with you. They shouldn't be able to breathe in space. Imagine if you can breathe in space. What if we've been lied be to? Wild. What, what if <laughs> we we've been lied know, to really. this whole time? Yeah. What if they're like, <laughs> oh, yeah. You definitely need, you can't breathe in space, but no one's tried, Michael. We could be those people. We could be the first. We could be the first space breathers. We could go on a mission. People know, like, go fund me. Like, it seems scientifically (laughs) proven that, like, you can't, but. No, but. (laughs) Has anybody tried? Has anyone gone out in space without that helmet on? I don't know. Maybe these ships have, uh, like, some kind of. force field around them that we just yeah. can't see that, that that's 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 all i think of it i mean I, not I, so I much will, in the twins but this one yes i i will accept that we got okay. lots of important questions can you actually breathe in space i think we need to test this out <laughs> yeah my we, we can set up a gofundme and we'll send michael up to test and then and then yeah. it works <laughs> me and tommy will come up after yeah yeah, yeah. Michael goes first, <laughs> dips his head into the water uh and then we Tommy, there. I thought by bringing my personal friend on here from real life that I would no, have somebody on my side. But they he's still leading the charge. Yeah, oh, he's well. leading. <laughs> All right, so let me uh, – here's another – here's my personal fan theory, right? I, I told you about the Ilum. Um, I, I think that Ethan in this episode, like the, the one good Jedi of the bunch – I think he was Broom Boy from the, the sequel movies. He was so lame. He looked like such a dweeb, and like when you, hey guys, you here for the lightsaber meeting? Yeah. I'm, I'm here too. I got the little beacon. All right, dweeb, get to the back of the line. You get the last Jedi lightsaber. You just know he wasn't a, a Sith. He's like, oh, he's a good guy. Yeah, he, like you knew. You, you didn't even need to do any sensing on him. You're like, oh yeah, this is a goody goody two shoe. What did well, you guys I think love... about the action in this? Um, well, I. I think it like there's nothing that really particularly stand. Okay, I'll say this: the there's the scene where Kara, the when she's when she's taking the lightsaber, she's escaping from the robots after um, the those robots come to invade. 
she gets on her speeder and and like out outruns this robot and then later that's the coolest part of any of these episodes thus far so i was about to say there was no highlights but i lied that is like a really awesome moment yeah that was that was definitely a highlight for me like the just the crisp animation it reminded it reminded me of tech on titan michael whenever you get to season two you'll 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 see what i mean but there's a a similar sequence that they do with the giants and i still love the that that shot where they all pick up the lightsabers and we're like over top of them and like all like half of them turn red it's just such a beautiful shot it got me again every time i think someone's not sith they are I loved all the Sith people. They all had cool races too. Like the one little like C guy, he was cool. <laughs> and now he's evil. How am I supposed to root for him now, Michael? Well, that's the other thing is like a lot of these guys had like really cool. Either they were like Japanese inspired names or they were Star Wars inspired names. And then the other guy, he was Ethan. Like, yeah, this, like this Again, we've already talked about Ethan. He's the he's the biggest dweeb on the planet, Michael. Yeah. I don't even know how he got there. It's probably supposed to be someone else's. Uh, beacon to come get a lightsaber and he somehow picked it up and then he's like oh better go get my lightsaber now it's not even meant for him Michael who was going with the purple white lightsaber I don't remember his name but he was I don't think I've ever seen that race before he looked like a Either Pokemon I. yeah he, he did look cool. like a Pokemon <laughs> he was cool <laughs> um but yeah, Luke, uh, gun to your head here. Uh, do you think that we will ever see any of these characters again, either in a Visions 2 or uh, somehow picked up in another series? I think if anything, uh, out of this whole Visions series, uh, we will see something from this. Because uh, this this one has the most rave about from the critics and the fan base loved it the most it feels the most star wars it actually connects into the universe yeah because the duel was crisp don't be wrong duel great but it's kind of one note when you think about it it's just the battle there's not a ton of other beats going on i think here it tried to tackle a lot and did it successfully of uh, there's a lot of uh setup and, and beats and story arcs and character growth in this episode that i don't think you get from something like the duel Well, here's the thing with a duel. I don't think I ever want to see that character again. And because I think what works so well in that episode is the mystery of him, right? We talk so much about who that person is and like, but we know all of these characters pretty well now. And now, so it's like a different type of love. It's like, um, yes, I do appreciate like that short story. And now I never want to see anything else from that again. But then (laughs) there's this where I'm like, I want this to be a trilogy of movies. Did I did I miss something? Where where are the nine Jedi? It's she's now the ninth Jedi. I only saw four of them walking. Is the robot a Jedi? The robot the was robot, there. No, no, uh, the 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 swordsmith was a Jedi, I think. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's so you just replace them, you know. Right. Yeah. They don't like uh, give you his like number, like oh I'm I'm taking over the swordsmiths now I'm number eight. It's like no. I'm I'm surprised he didn't put up a fight. <laughs> he got he got taken down pretty easily. Yeah, but that's okay. like he and he's alive. They'll be rogue one ish to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point, because Kara, like, t- kicks some serious butt, like, and she, like, clearly has no Jedi training in any way, shape, or form. Badass. She, like, yeah. just picked up a lightsaber and, like, she's it's kind of the Ray thing, but... Uh... I think the light, the sabers, man, maybe he wanted to get taken. He's like, hey, maybe the, you know, Empire, the evil people, uh, they, they got nice snacks. Maybe they'll give me a nice place to stay, <laughs> yeah. Michael. 
I mean, sure. I'll, they, I'll they, the they are living in the middle of nowhere. They, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it's the snow or sand. I think it's like a snow, sand, yeah. mountainy yeah. planet and, in the middle of nowhere. And now his daughter is friends with Ethan, so he probably has to deal with Ethan coming over all the time. <laughs> he wanted out, dude. He wanted out so yeah. bad. <laughs> Take me, please. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, I think we I think we talked well enough about this episode. Uh, we all love it. And I think this will be a more interesting discussion in terms of, like, opinions, maybe? We'll see. Uh, this episode is called T.O.B. 1, or Toby, as we later find out. Um, Tommy, what do you think of T.O.B. 1? You like this. Come on. It's fine. It's, <laughs> it's, it's fine. It was there. Um, I liked kind of the animation. Like, he looked like a little Santa Claus Jedi. That was pretty cool. Uh, it was... Toby could just stay in his stupid place. Like I would still be alive. Like that was so sad. Uh, it was fine. Yeah. Like I said, like I, I didn't hate it. It's not my lowest I would say, but it's, it's definitely not the highest. I know you're not talking about tattooing Rhapsody right now in that way, but uh, we want to <laughs> Luke, what did you think of uh, okay. this episode? So this is done by, uh, 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 this is done by the same studio that does uh, devil man cry baby, which is on Netflix. It's, by the way, Devil Man Cry Baby is very gory, graphic, sexual, uh, drug, lots of drugs. So seeing this from this, kind of crazy. But th- th- that's the same style. Um, I would not have I, guessed that. <laughs> I, I was getting very Pinocchio vibes from this. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a good call. But, I, uh, I, li- I liked it uh, mid-tier, I would say. Okay. Uh yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was like I did. I really liked. It, it was kind of like a change of pace in animation, um, and also like a lot of the music and the sound effects in this. It was like very bubbly and like uh, like when he's like walking, like every step he's like it's like a it's like a bubbly chime. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. it was, I liked yeah. it. That Star Wars to you, Michael? No, but it but it is anime to me. And, well, I, and again, I think instead of laser to... guns, we have little bubble guns. <laughs> Han, Han shot first. Han shot, shot the bubble gun first, Michael. Well, here's the thing. Uh, you said it was more like Pinocchio. I got Mega Man vibes. Ooh, I got I Mega did Man too. vibes as well, yeah. I actually did a lot, especially in the animation style of the Jedi guy. Like He looked just like the Doctor from the that Mega Man. That was definitely inspired because in Japan, they love they love Mega Man over there. Yeah. yeah it's huge. So oh, uh, here's oh. the thing. Like... Uh, each episode here has had like a bit of a twist, which I really have liked. Um, and I don't know if they nailed this one, right? Because at the very beginning, you see this professor, like anybody who understands Star Wars is like, oh, that's a Jedi, right? Like we, like the way he was dressed, he had like the traditional yeah. Jedi garbs on. But then it, it almost seemed like later they were like trying to make us think he wasn't a Jedi. And then they like revealed that he was a Jedi. And I'm like, I don't even know if that like, <laughs> like, uh, like I don't I, like I feel like they wanted to surprise us there, and I was not surprised. Uh, yeah, maybe so. by constantly making it seem like it isn't, and then also make it seem like it isn't, they were trying to confuse us so that we wanted to know exactly what was going on, Michael. I, I at first I didn't even think this episode was going to have anything to do with them being Jedi's, and I I I don't know if that would have worked because it was a little weird seeing. A robot being able to use the force, but maybe he's like, maybe he has like some kind of alien life form that is in him. 
that's the thing about this episode. They kind of just gloss over that. And Donnie is just like, all right, cool. Uh, he's a force-wielding robot. That seems like a really important historical point in Star Wars. Has that happened before, Michael? Uh, it, well, it happened in the previous episode. There was a robot, and the one of the nine Jedi's was a robot, right? I don't do. We had well, there was a human inside of that robot, right? No, there was another. I think there was another the robot. Tiny robot? No, he was like their mascot. He was there to like oh, fetch God. them snacks. I'm gonna go back and screenshot and like but... drinks. No. Well, listen here. First and foremost, I, I'm interested because I think that there's another theory here um and i don't think it's specifically drawn out but i think that this this robot keeps having visions of himself as a human later on the professor calls him his padawan which means he's been training him which um i don't think that necessarily like there was any sort of jedi training besides like him telling him to go look for a crystal so my theory is that it's not a robot it's an android or it's a it's a cyborg and like this is because again, I think this. The, so we have Inquisitors here. This play, this takes place in between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. So that tells me, what if this is like a cyborg and like it's like, it's like maybe just like the brain of his por- like former Padawan or his son. Oh wait, he's a Jedi. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. He I mean, have he could have a son. I would like that more. Like that to me is more interesting uh, of a story. Um, because yeah, it's just like it has too many questions for me that this like robot child is now like that seems pretty cool. I bet Palpatine would be interested in that instead of oh, all yeah. his research he's doing into clones. Like it seems like a bigger deal. Droid Sith army? That would be insane. <laughs> well, well and I'm okay with this, right? Because listen, I, I think like a lot of like even if you go back to the original trilogy, we're like taught that like um c-3po has feelings right like he can get like upset and scared and then you even see like torture scenes with droids where they can feel pain right they have a lot of human characteristics we wouldn't normally associate with a robot um and then even in um solo a star wars story we get a lot of like uh like equal rights stuff with the droids it's like hey we're basically people too right so i think it's interesting this is like the step forward this is like um, it's always been a theme in Star Wars that the droids are very similar to humans, and then now it's like, look, we're just like you guys. We can have the Force too. So whether it is like a a cyborg Padawan or they are just like exploring what a droid can be capable of, either way, I really like it. Well, yeah, uh, and the Force isn't everything. To loop back to the 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 Bride episode, um, you know, if uh, inanimate ob- objects could have the force and they have the brain power to use them maybe they can use the force they're really giving the force out to anyone these days you show <laughs> up you just have to show up and they're like oh here you go here's your force it's not that special anymore michael anyone can do it i will say if i do have a complaint thus far i haven't watched the next three episodes so i, I don't know where this goes um it, it's a lot of jedi stuff which again like um, like when we're in the Bad Batch, I'm complaining. I'm like, I want to see a lightsaber. I want to see the Force, right? Um, but now we're here, and it's like it's nothing but that. It's like Star Wars is more than this, and it's like I think you just have to find that balance, and I don't think we're there yet. But if you're an animator and you get one chance to tell a Star Wars thing, you're not putting a Jedi in your anime. Yeah, they're they, they, they. I mean, they might not have this chance again. They're they're just gonna shoot for the stars. Uh, right. 
I agree with so. you. Like a bounty hunter one would be cool. Like, uh, so like a big shootout. That would be like you could do some really cool stuff in the animation department here. All all fair points here. Um, yeah. So I I don't know. I, uh, Tommy, what do you do? You have anything? Okay, it was sad that. when he when he died. That was sad. Yeah, when the professor died. That was sad, yeah. yeah. And now he's going to create a robot army, essentially what we're saying. So if this is true, robots can have the force. Now he's building all these good robots. There's going to be a little Jedi army of robots. That's crazy, Michael. This can't happen in the Star Wars world. Well, hold on. Here's here's my question. So he gets put into hiding. The Inquisitor comes, presumably kills the professor, and then buries him? Because he comes out to a burial site. Who buried... Maybe the... what? Maybe, maybe maybe the little robots buried him. That's what I was thinking. No, <laughs> no, the Inquisitors <laughs> are super nice. Like, why can't you murder someone then also bury them, Michael? Are you saying the Inquisitors don't have a respect? Yes, I don't think they have any respect for Jedi's. That's what I I'm think, saying. I think they are nice enough to bury them. Luke, I want to get your this again. This kind of like reminds me of uh, Mega Man here a little bit, but I want to get your uh-huh. vibe. Like his little buddy, like his main little mouse droid or whatever. Yeah. He like turns into a jetpack later and like attaches to his body and like increases his suit. That is that's very like uh, very Gundam of them, and that was uh, that, that, that was like the most anime thing I've I've seen on about uh, on this episode. I was like, oh, okay, of course the droid infuses with him. Also, that little droid reminds me of the. The the droid from the video game that that we played, uh, Fallen Fallen Order. Yeah, I don't remember that droid's name, me. but yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was giving me similar vibes. Yes, yes. So, um, yeah, uh, I, so I did think like, um, again, maybe not my favorite episode, but I really did like. It was pretty brief, but the fight between the Inquisitor. And the robot. I did think that was cool, especially when he like stabbed his hand and like ripped his arm off. Like I don't yeah. know. It got like it did like originally. It's like oh, this is like a cutesy episode, but it got dark. Yeah, it did. Yep. All right, guys. Anything? Anything else on uh, Tob One? Tommy's mm-hmm. shaking his head. I'm excited <laughs> to see where this goes from here. Like I'm excited yeah. to see the last three. It's been fun, kind of watching them in the little pods, uh, because I don't know what's happening next. For all we know. No, the epi- next episode could be an all-droid uh, circus. So have both of you guys not seen the the, the next three episodes? Oh, okay. I'm not. I'm not. Right. I want to get to, I, first and foremost, I'm really loving the show, so I wanted to take it slow. Um, but also mm-hmm. just like I don't want to get too far ahead in my opinions for the podcast sake. Yeah. Mike will uh, make sure I watch it. At, at the same time as him, he texts me. He says, "You better, you better be ready. We gotta watch this. I don't want you to be ahead of me and spoil it." Uh, it's, it's very cute how he does it. He texts me. He's like, "Oh, yeah, that totally happens." Yep. No, it does. I'm just, I'm just telling the truth around here, Michael. Uh, well, all right, guys. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll close up there on these, these three episodes, but we're not done yet. We gotta, we gotta do some recommendations. Tommy, we've been doing a lot of podcasts. I know. Are you out of record? Do you have something for us? Kind of. I'll pull something out. Come on. I don't know. What can I recommend? Uh, I recommend uh, Ralph's Grocery Stores. I've been going there for my groceries. 
Tommy. Yeah, right. let me think. Let me think. <laughs> no, you you're guys... good. All right, we'll go. We'll go to Luke first. Luke, uh, I, I know you have something prepared. What, what, what do you got for us? Okay. Uh, so, any listeners out there, if you if you liked uh, the Ninth Jedi, um, I would recommend watching Attack on Titan. And if you liked uh, uh, the IOB one, is that what it's called? T-O-B-1. one. Uh, you watch Devil Man Cry Baby. It's on Netflix. Attack on Titan and Devil Man Cry Baby are both on Netflix, and they're you can you can watch the first season. They're 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 pretty short, and they're really good. I'll double down on Attack on Titan. Look, I I, I it's it's I'm taking it very slowly, right? Like uh, I've only seen season one. Um, I'll get to season two eventually. Uh, I I always come back to it, but I I do really like Attack on Titan. So uh, more so than any other anime I've watched. So if that's any if that says anything. Um, I'll give a recommendation here. Um, look, if you haven't heard of this yet, what, what rock are you living under, right? Um, I'm going to recommend Squid Game. Squid Game is on Netflix. Um, it is a South Korean TV show. So, look, you're going to, there, there's, there's some subtitles there, but listen, this is like the next great, what? Tommy, you're shaking your head. <laughs> Squid Game's <Netflix>. awesome. <laughs> Squid Game is cool. Okay. And listen. It is the next great TV show, right? Um, like every once in a while, like uh, I, I think the only other TV show I can compare it to, like that might be better than this, is Invincible this year. But nothing comes close. Squid Game is a lot of fun. If I, I guess if I had to compare it to anything that people could wrap their minds around, maybe The Hunger Games, right? It's a bunch of people doing things for survival and money, and it's completely fascinating. The characters are a lot of fun, so. Listen, uh, everyone's talking about Squid, Squid Game. Don't take my word for it. Take, like, the internet's word for it. Squid Game is awesome, and you need to watch it. Tommy, you're going to watch Squid Game. It's too scary for me. I've heard it's very scary. It's not scary. What it's, you... it's it's a little bit like Saw and uh, Hunger Games. It's that's... not Saw. Don't... I mean, it's, it's, it is a little creepy, like, in the first episode. It's like, it's like that weird face. And you like, just you're like trying, you're trying to give me watch scary things. It's not scary, <laughs> oh like my it's like, as scary as the Hunger Games. I'll get it, like it, like it can get, get pretty scary in the Hunger Games. <sighs> Tommy, I'm gonna get you to watch Squid Game. Let's All see. right, so my you're recommendation. Watch Black Summer. <gasps> All right, maybe I'll try Squid Games. Uh, my recommendation is I mentioned it earlier. Uh, Digimon, hey, go back to the nostalgia. Go watch Digimon. It was great. It was a show uh, that I watched growing up, and a lot of people will poo-poo it. Like, my roommate will not watch Digimon. He thinks it's not good, but I enjoyed it. So we'll go watch it. <laughs> Tommy, you're laughing and rolling your eyes and shaking your head the whole time we're talking about Squid Game, and he yeah. come with Digimon. <laughs> yeah, Digimon is universal. Everyone Digimon loves digital it. Digital monsters. <laughs> hey, but Michael, I have some quick uh, uh, Star Wars news for you. Okay, let's hear it. George Lucas is getting his own Stormtrooper action figure. Is this news? What? I think <laughs> so. Like the, like, the audience need to be updated on this. <laughs> Are they really? really? Do you, do you want... Uh, I need the link. <laughs> so, like, his face on a Stormtrooper's body? Yeah, like, it's, like, full... <laughs> okay. I don't know full... about that decision, but... Uh, and then I found some Marvel. Do do you know about this lawsuit that's like happening or going to happen? Well, Michael? well, uh, Tommy, I kind of want to put a pin on this. <gasps> I think we should talk about this on the What If episode. All right. So this is just like a teaser. 
Yeah, uh, uh, I, I think I think we'll have a, a good discussion on that. It's gonna it's gonna be a, a scary fight. Oh no, it's too scary <laughs> for me, Michael. Yeah. Well, let me pivot back to Star Wars here because I do have other news. There was a series this series that just wrapped filming, Andor, the Andor series, the Cassian Andor, the Rogue One prequel show. Tommy, are you excited for that? I wasn't a big uh, Cassius fan. To be honest, like they show him like kill his one contact in the city and be like, oh look, he doesn't follow any rules. He does whatever he wants. He may be good and bad. So I don't know. I'm, I don't. I'm intrigued, but I don't need to see more of Bad Boy uh, Cassius. You know. I, I think the whole thing was like he's like a Han Solo knockoff, right? So like I'm not Luke. What do you think of Andor? Are you are you gonna be you know, excited for this? Uh, I- Here's the thing with Disney. I I wasn't excited about Loki, but Loki blew me away. So I think if they do a good job, I think it, it could turn out pretty cool. If I, I I think they need to go down a more James Bond route to keep my interest, but that's just me. So I'll say this: I I will be because one quote uh, that I heard was that there's going to be a lot of familiar faces in the show. So. Uh, I think it would be interesting if this takes more of like a Mando season two route where it's like they're kind of connecting with people from Rebels and Clone Wars and the Mandalorian and Visions for all we know. So I, I, uh, but isn't that, cu- isn't that too cute then? I mean, it's like, better right. than just like a story following Cassie and Andor, right? I agree. I mean, neither are great options. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fine, Tommy. <laughs> I'm just. I'm speaking for the people. You are. I'm the people's You're choice. Right. I'm the people's choice in this podcast. I know what they're thinking. That's fair. Yeah, probably more so than me. I'll, I'll take right. that. <laughs> All right, Luke. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Um, this was a lot of fun. We're gonna start wrapping up here. Um, look, uh, you know, I, I know you're not like a big podcast or anything. Is there anything you want to plug? You want to talk about? You tell people where to find you, maybe on your Instagram or something. Uh, uh yeah, you can find me at uh, the Luke McGee on Instagram. Uh, you can go ahead and follow me. I just uh, it's just a personal account. I'm not really on the web too much, but uh, I, I really appreciate you guys having me. It's my first podcast, um, and ho- hopefully I'll I'll be on more in the future. Uh, and I I really appreciate you guys. Thank you. Yes, Luke, this was a lot of fun. You did a great job, and uh, I will start to close this out, close this out here. I want to give a couple thank yous uh, to Aaron Robertson, who did our music to kick us off here, and Ethan Kellum, who did our logo. I'd also like to remind you guys to rate and review us on iTunes, preferably five-star reviews. Um, also, subscribe, because there's going to be another Visions episode, and you won't miss it if you subscribe, as well as, like, What If and all the other cool stuff coming. So, um, Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at StarCoursePod, and we have a little Discord community as well, so if you're interested in that, you can message us on those social media platforms, and we'll get you a link. So uh, I think that's all we got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye! Bye. Bye. <laughs>